Welcome to the Surly Horns Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 11, and my walls are no longer covered in shit, but that is a story. RGB3, how you doing today? I'm doing better than you with having shit all over your walls. Not much better, especially on Saturday. Not much better, um, especially considering the Astros, which we'll get into later, but um, I'll let you go ahead and tell the fine folks what you got to deal with um, during the Baylor game. <laughs> so I... Uh, got I had a two-year-old's birthday party in the morning on Saturday and missed the first half of the Longhorns game. And, you know, we get home, my kid's exhausted, we put him down for a nap, uh, and I am trying to catch up on the Texas Baylor game. And, the you know, get to halftime and then we'll start flipping back and forth between the Michigan game and the Texas game. Some of you may have seen, I asked, well, did, should I even turn on the second half? And everybody was like, no, just keep watching the Michigan game. <laughs> so whatever, right? Michigan game, super exciting. It's crazy. It's really down to the wire. It's it's like down to the end of the game. We, um, you know, we get like basically to the end of the game. And uh, my son, typically, whenever he wakes up from a nap, he'll just let himself out of his room and he'll come find us. And then we, you know, we know he's awake and all of that. Uh, we lock him into his room because he'll just escape if if we don't at night. For his naps, we never do that. But I guess my wife was in such a hurry to like get out and start watching the Michigan game or something that she she locked him in the room. And we didn't bring a monitor out because we don't usually do that when we're home and he's not locked in his room because he just comes out and it's fine. Uh, he woke up and we don't really know how long he was awake, but he went down at noon and we went in there uh, or my wife, you know, I guess she heard him when she went inside to get a refresher and she walked down the hall and she said that she just smelled shit. <laughs> and then she got to the door and she realized she locked him in. And she goes, oh, no. And then she opened the door and she was like, there's shit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he had poop all over himself. He all over himself, his face, his arms. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know the face. Bad. It was bad. Uh, and obviously all over the carpet, all over some of the furniture, all over the walls. Um, he had gotten on, he has a, a little rocking horse, but instead of a horse, it's a, it's a polar bear. Oh, white. Nice. What color are polar bears? <laughs> yeah. White. So he gets on his Not polar anymore. bear. He's been riding his polar bear. He is reading himself books. He can't read yet, right? But he looks at the pictures and stuff. So he's got poop all over these books. <laughs> uh, there's just shit everywhere. everywhere. And uh, immediately, funny. you know, my wife goes and takes him and, and throws him in the bath and is giving him a bath. And I'm doing kind of like the first pass at shit cleanup. Um, I'm not doing the deep clean, right? But I'm going and getting like the, 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 the major Chunk. shit off the walls. <laughs> and, uh, and then we swapped because she was done like scrubbing him in the bath. And and by that time, he thought he'd like woken up from a nap and like he was getting a bath. And so he was just he was just bathing. 
and wanted to keep playing. And it was just poop water, right? I mean, it was brown fucking shit water in the tub. And so I have to be the bearer of bad news. And I'm like, no, we're not fucking playing in the poop water, son. You know, (laughs) grab him and, you know, get him out of the bathtub while he's screaming and yelling because he wants to keep bathing. And then I get him, you know, into into his afternoon outfit with a diaper on him. And, uh, you know, my, my wife is cleaning the room for another 30 or so minutes and it was a it was an overall it was a really shitty saturday it was a fucking <laughs> it was the only way that i can describe saturday to anybody that asked me is like man it was a really fucking shitty day for, <laughs> yeah, for like really quite lit- quite literally but also figuratively it, it was a, it's a perfect summation of of uh texas football the past month so uh, five weeks, I guess now. So uh, that's nice. Yeah, I've I've never had that issue happen. I've I've had my fair share of blowouts, especially with newborns. Um, they're not. It's never fun. And I feel like you know, part of you know be, being a father and like especially a young father is figuring out like, hey, you have to do this. Like I remember talking to my buddies that haven't had kids. Oh, poopy diapers is so gross, and it's, it's just like a thing you have to do. It's because no, there's nobody else to do it. You know, don't care it's, about poopy diapers. Yeah, <laughs> care about locking kid in room and him wanting to everywhere. take his own diaper off and succeeding in taking <laughs> his own diaper off and just having poop all over the place. Did you have to? Did you have to burn the polar bear at that point? Bleach no, it? We, we just watched it. Yeah, we just watched it. It's fine. There's going to be everything's a- fine now. Today we he has a I don't know if anybody's read or seen the movie Ferdinand. It's a bull movie with the Disney whatever. Anyway, it's like his favorite book. It's a really old book, and we have like an original copy of Ferdinand. And uh, he picked it. He gets to pick three three books before he goes to bed every night, and that was one of the three that he picked. And he handed it to my wife, and my wife immediately looks at it she goes oh no this oh no like i just saw her face (laughs) and then uh gunner started sniffing the book and he goes poopy (laughs) (laughs) gross yeah so we're still kind of finding little nuggets here and there every now and then (laughs) <laughs> That's disgusting. Hey, but speaking of pieces of shit, um, let's talk about Henry Ruggs. Um, Gigantic piece of shit. Fuck that guy. I can't. So I can't fathom. Um, first of all, the guy, the kid's got to be what twenty three years old, something like that. Yeah, he's um, he's two years out. Yeah, he left as a junior. Right. The the first thing the NFL tells you is whatever you do, just Don't drive. The NFL has a car service for every single player and member of personnel, and it is 100% free. Not only that. so Not not only that, he's rich. It doesn't matter. No, don't even get an Uber. Hire a fucking, hire a handler. Hire a fucking driver. Hire a fucking bodyguard. Hire fucking security. Hire fucking, literally, you have tons of money. You can have somebody on the payroll that will just drive you around. Legitimately would be my first purchase as a, as an NFL player would be um give me turtle. That's what I want. Turtle from Entourage. Maybe not when yeah, it's exactly. to weed, but just drive me. That's your job, just fucking drive me forever. Just exactly. protect me, bodyguard whatever. Just drive me. That's all you need. All you have to do. All this guy had to do to make millions of dollars for the next 
decade plus was not get in his Ferrari and go 156 miles an hour. It was a Corvette. In a fucking Corvette, in a residential neighborhood, 156 miles an hour after he had 18 shots and drinks at Top Golf. It's like a Monday. Like, what the fuck? Not even at the strip clubs. Just being yeah. a fucking idiot. He and was so, texting Derek one, Carter. He's, he's 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 significantly injured, right? They yeah. they like he's significantly injured. There's a dead person, right? The person he oh, hit yeah. going 100 and he was going 156. They said at the time of the collision, he was probably only going about 127. Jesus. And then the that lady. That person's dead. The person he hit, dead. Probably burned to death. Half. Burned to death. They, uh, they, the witnesses said they heard her yelling and screaming in her car. Fuck. Like, I wish, like, if you're going to hit me at 156, make it instant, bro. Uh, Burning to death then, with your yeah, dog. He, he is, uh, he's fucked up. I guess his girlfriend was with him. She's also fairly significantly injured, but but he is also turbo fucked, like a hundred percent turbo fucked. Uh, usually, teams like wait to see, like, oh, what what is the situation? It was like before it was even released how fast he was going, and that he had double the legal limit in his system. They just cut his ass. They said, "Fuck yep. this guy. We're done with this guy." And so now he basically has no money. I, he probably has negative money, to be honest, because he may have to give back some something to the Raiders. Oh, yeah, he's who giving back that they, signing yeah. bonus, for sure. Yeah, who knows what, what's going on there? And well, so good luck hiring a good lawyer with, like, negative money. He's going to fuck you in the ass prison. He's like, it's 20, that's 25 years. That's vehicular manslaughter. A hundred billion percent. He is absolutely going to fuck you in the ass prison. Yeah, he's fucked. And Nick Saban, I I don't know. I I can't I can't uh, commend that answer at all in the press conference. They obviously asked Nick Saban about it, and he said the right things at first, and then he was like, "Yeah," and we're you know we're you know thoughts and prayers for him. To, and it's like, dude, no, fuck that no, guy. You need to be fuck like. That guy. That guy is a fucking idiot. We tell all of our players here never to fucking do that. And this is what happens when you're an irresponsible piece of shit. Well, and and even Derek That wasn't Carr a was bad like, decision. It wasn't a bad yeah. decision. That was, no. it was beyond a bad decision, right? This isn't like one of those like oopsies and like it's kind of forgivable because like he, like this, what, what could possibly go wrong, uh, you know? No, he was going 156 miles an hour drunk yeah. as fuck fuck inexcusable i mean it's an it's it's it is the most reckless shit that i've ever heard anybody do it is so entirely reckless and stupid and he legitimately tossed his life away he literally just threw his fucking life away over that decision on a monday after top golf to just fucking go balls to the wall and it's fuck you fuck you and Dude, fucking infinity money and and you could go to the fucking track there's a fucking track there. Just go to the fucking track. If you want to go fast, it's not that yeah, it's not that hard. I have a really fucking fast car. I go fast sometimes where like no one is around and other times I go to the fucking racetrack. Or if you have a burn ends picture to take and we're running late. <laughs> That's where nobody was on that bridge. There was That's literally true. no one on that bridge. 
Nope. It was just us and Whataburger, Whataburger bags of cash. Yeah. <laughs> the only people on there. <laughs> and and we, we only just very briefly hit triple digits. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I could I, I stopped. I stopped within, you know, 150 feet. It's fine. Absolutely. Um, so do your balls smell? Not anymore. I have a great story. Maybe Manscaped would think about this. Maybe they don't. I don't know. But my wife saw my Manscaped stuff, and I work out in my cabana, and uh, I guess it smelled a little bit musty, and maybe she thought it smelled like my balls or something. But it's my water closet. I have a well. My water closet is a shared asset inside of the cabana. And she she got my Manscaped, uh, my ball spray, and she sprayed it in in my little water closet. So now Mm. my cabana smells... As fresh as my balls do. No longer smells like balls. That's fantastic. My balls don't smell at all because there's no hair to trap that moisture and that dampness. And especially I'm here in Houston, folks. It I don't care that it's 60 outside. It's still humid in my under uh, undercarriage um, every single time. It yeah, is, with the lawnmower 4.0, you don't have to worry about any type of hair in your undercarriage. Ever. Not only that, so I went and they didn't even send me this. I went out and I believe in these products so much that I bought a nose hair trimmer because I needed a new one. Mine died on me. It is awesome. It is so much better than my other one. It doesn't like I used to nick the inside of my nose, trimming my nose hairs and stuff. Doesn't do that anymore. It is awesome. And uh, yeah, the lawnmower 4.0, go buy it. Um, Use promo, promo code Surly Horns, all caps, for twenty percent off your order and free shipping anywhere in the United States. Or probably, I don't know if they do fucking Canada too, but maybe yeah, who knows? Whatever, fucking we, we we care. Go buy some shit. Go buy some shit. It's yeah. Go buy good. some shit. Support your bo- support your boys here. Um, support your guys at Manscaped and. Let your downstairs boys breathe a little. Take get rid yeah. of some of that hair. Your ladies will thank you. Your balls will thank you. Trust me. Go get the lawnmower 4.0. And if you don't believe it, just neg rep me to death on the board. But seriously, go buy it. It is awesome shit. It is very cool. So uh, we have to talk about something that's been in the news this week regarding Texas. Uh, by the way, we're not we're not at all going to talk about football. We're not talking about. Any of the games that are happening or have happened, we're not talking about any of that. The only thing that we're going to talk about on this podcast is the innocent until proven guilty Monkey Gia. Monkey Gia is innocent, free Gia. Free Gia, fuck that kid, fuck his trick-or-treating bullshit, pull assassin. What did he think was going to happen when he came up in a dancing banana suit? That's you. That's on you, brother. That's on you. You got to know better. And I guarantee that kid was looking for a selfie, some form. And so the, so the worst tragedy out of all of this is we legitimately interviewed Jatavian Sanders. Go listen. If you're a burn ends member, we legitimately interviewed Jatavian Sanders. Asked As the about, news broke. Asked, asked him, Hey, do you know about the monkey? And then the second we hang up, we texted him and showed him, Hey, here's the tweet about the fucking monkey biting this kid. So if yeah. you haven't heard, so our esteemed tight end coach of our beloved burnt ends, Jeff Banks, he has a girlfriend, a lovely lady um, named Danny. Um, she goes by the nickname Pole Assassin, like most of us do. Very common nickname. Um, very common. 
very common. So she goes by the nickname Pole Assassin, um, and she performs with this pet monkey who is named Gia. Well, Gia lives in Austin with Danny and Jeff Banks, and um, they there's a cage in the backyard with the monkey. Um, Coach Banks, Pole Assassin, were hosting a little haunted house for Halloween, just giving back to the community, just being the good, yeah, decent trying team. to just, trying to make the the neighborhood have a wonderful Halloween. And then this little fuckhead decides to assault this monkey Gia, at least that's the narrative that we're going with, if you're a lawyer listening, decided to approach the cage. Shake it! Unwelcome. Wants to take a selfie, stuck his hands and other body parts in the cage. Monkey Gia, she can probably talk. We don't know that for a fact, but we're going to guess that she has some kind of, you know, uh, talking monkey situation here because that's what I picture in my brain because she helps Jeff Banks. Actually, if you haven't heard, she actually helps Jeff Banks coach. She has a little monkey whistle, sits on his shoulder during practice. All confirmed reports. Trust me. Um, Gia said, "Hey, kid, back away. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm. I might have to fuck you up." And the kid told. He said, "Fuck you, monkey." And and then I can't speak on anything else. It's all hearsay. Past that, um, there's nothing confirmed. It's all I know is free Gia, free pole assassin. They did nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. And that's all. You know, that's, that's, that's fully vaccinated that's monkey. Yeah, th- th- this monkey even yeah. had COVID shots. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's, it's just a, a, a really unfortunate situation that this monkey has been put into for that absolutely no reason. For absolutely no reason. Just Everybody's amazing. known about this fucking monkey. Uh, the the thing that just drives me up the fucking wall though is everybody's acting like this is some fucking huge surprise, like. Get the fuck out of here with your, like, this is a surprise bullshit. Everybody in Alabama knew about the monkey. You can fucking find the monkey. Like, Danny's had the fucking monkey on, that monkey has a fucking Instagram. Go Google Alabama monkey, and the first, like, seven articles that pop up will all be about Jeff Banks' monkey. This isn't a new thing, and they'll... The nation, you know, the national media is trying to blow it up into this big thing. It's like, guys, we knew. Hey, you don't think everybody's Chris Blanke known. knew about Everybody's known. Our fucking recruiting thread for the past year, since the coaching staff got hired, was is called Strippers, Monkeys, and Five Stars. Come on, guys. Imaginator hasn't even logged on the site since fucking February. Do some journalism, folks. Do some journalism. Do some journalism. And it has to be the leading story. And everybody's trying to paint this in a bad light. Oh, Texas has this this tight ends coach that's married to a, or, you know, dating a stripper and she has a monkey. It's like, sorry, our tight end coach does way more baller shit than you do. That's the burn ends promise, bitch. That's yeah, the burn sorry, ends promise. Sorry, our tight ends coach likes to fucking party. Like, <laughs> yeah. sorry that all he does is make a million dollars a year and. Maybe, you know, wants to live his fucking life. Has relations Maybe. with a former stripper, you know? It's, yeah, it's whatever. It's whatever. And everybody's making out a big deal. And you know what? You know, RIP to that kid's hand, but I'm built different. So, um, so I, apparently, I, though, this is having a little bit of blowback, not from the university and not really from the media, because nobody, I think uh, people started uh, pointing to Jeff Banks a little bit and then realized like Jeff Banks didn't fucking buy the kid. 
and Jeff Banks, his monkey, didn't bite a kid. His girlfriend's monkey, whatever, bit a kid. Anyway, Jeff Banks was being, I don't know how seriously considered for the Washington State job, which is, we're going to get into the coaching carousel in a second. We haven't added that to the list because it's not really a prestigious university, but he did graduate from there. He was kind of, uh, you know, one of the top names as a target for Washington State to hire potentially as a head coach. It'd be, you know, a quadrupling of his million dollar salary would be kind of hard to say no to. Uh, But apparently that is no longer on the table for Jeff Banks. He's just stuck here making a million dollars a year, making sure that we have the best tight ends in the country. That's it. Hey, you know what? That's a win for Texas. This monkey, he's just trying to lock up some, you know, make sure the coaches are good. You know, that they're going to go, you know, any coach that we want to keep at this point, we might just use a little, sprinkle a little as burn ends cash on some monkeys for their girlfriends and wives. Every, we every did coach. actually try and get monkey Gia an NIL deal, but yeah. uh, it, it like apparently thanks uh, you're, you're not. Yeah. It, <laughs> it didn't pass compliance. Turns out she's not an actual athlete at the university of Texas, even though she's more athletic than most of the athletes at the university of Texas. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, let's get into this coaching carousel. Oh, and, and one last thing, bonkers. one last note, um, Danny, we here at the Surly Horns podcast, we are here for you. We're staunch supporters. We'll be wearing our free Danny shirts at the rest of the home games, um, free Monkey Gia shirts. We want you on the podcast. Come here, defend yourself, say your piece. We are a pro Pole Assassin podcast. We will hear no slander about Pole Assassin or Monkey Gia. Burn ends, bitch. Hashtag Monkey Gia is innocent. Facts. It's just facts. All right. Coaching carousel time. Fuck you. We have a new. Fuck you, Gary Patterson. (laughs) We have a new coach that has been fired, but more importantly, a new job that has opened. Uh, Also, I didn't really realize it makes a lot of sense, Uh, but nobody knows what Gary Patterson was making because TCU is a private school. So I don't have to fucking tell anybody shit. USC tells people, I think, because they just like want to flex. And because they're USC, I don't know. But I feel like people kind of know what USC is paying their coaches for whatever reason. I don't know if California is like a fucking, you've got to disclose that information, even if it's private school. TCU, they don't have to tell anyone shit, and they fucking don't. He was getting paid in McRibs. That's all he was getting uh, paid at. (laughs) Apparently, Gary, fat, fat, sweaty fucking Gary was a top 10 paid coach. What? I didn't even hear that. So TCU, destination job. Destination job. For sure. For sure. It's got to be the best out of the Texas jobs that are open. I mean, it's 100% from a money perspective, uh, the the best job uh, is 100%. It's it's also probably geographically, except for the University of Texas, the best job. Fort Worth, Dallas, Fort Worth area, fucking great. Not a lot of awesome. pressure to win. Uh, enough pressure to win. Stadium's tiny. Fucking every... You'll be a, a local celebrity. And if not, who cares? You can live in fucking Colonial in your crazy house. Whatever. Fuck and it. Gary just won like one Rose Bowl and just coasted on that for 30 fucking years. 
<laughs> I mean, that's all you got to do. Win, I mean, win a little all bit. I know. How do you fucking fire a guy that has a statue out front? Yeah. So uh, apparently they, they asked the him to do the Ed Orgeron thing and stay for the rest of the season. And he was like, no, fuck you, motherfuckers. I'm out. And then by the next day, by the next day, he was helping his old coaching staff kind of game plan for Baylor. So who knows how contentious he's being with the university? Because, again, he's got a fucking statue out front. I'm sure they fucking paid him out pretty nice because his contract was fat. And I'm sure his buyout was was pretty fat. So because Gary's, <laughs> Gary's fucking fat, right? Gary's a big, fat, sweaty motherfucker, and he has no chance to step into broadcasting, even no, though everybody's no. like, oh, I fucking loved it when he did the coaching like that guy is just has no, no chance. He's going to take a retirement job. He's a billion gonna per- percent going to take. North Texas, if it opens, Texas State. Fuck if that, it opens. dude. I I think he should just go fucking. He should go on tour. He should fucking start his country music career. Just go all right, on right tour. here. We got to pause and we're gonna slip in fifteen seconds right here. Bang. <laughs> we need the song. Not doing that the shit. Song. Fuck that song. Everybody already heard it once. I'm not playing it again. Um. All right, and so just to recap, still got LSU open. LSU wide open. Nobody's even fucking been talked about as the favorite, not favorite, fucking in or out candidate. Jimbo. We talked a little bit about Jimbo. USC. Jimbo. Yeah. Jimbo. We talked it's about happening. USC. It's going to happen. It's not fucking happening. It's got to no happen. Way. It has to. It has to happen for my sanity. It has to happen. It'll be the Jimbo, funniest Jimbo's thing. Jimbo's not going fucking anywhere. Not because he likes Texas A&M, but because that contract is so absurdly stupid. See that maybe he, maybe in in on the tail end of that contract he'll think about it, but no, he's so, still got he's still got t- he's got ten years guaranteed at fucking nine million dollars. Nobody's G- gonna fucking nobody's gonna guarantee him ninety million dollars. He's do not you know how good. much? Do you know how much money that Ed O was making? He was making nine million dollars a, a year. He's making nine and a half. Nine and a half. So Jimbo would actually be an AAV discount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. But but he only had a sixteen million dollar buyout. He well, they they weren't committed to Ed Orgeron for for fucking ninety yeah. million dollars. Jimbo doesn't have a buyout. Jimbo can literally, if LSU matches his contract, he also just, doesn't have to do anything. Here. He he doesn't have to do shit. He can show up to work and scratch his balls. He can sure. rebuild. The strippers pole center that apparently Kevin Sumlin had built in the Texas A&M facilities, where Jeff Banks may or may not have met pole assassin, where true love happens. He folks. can he can fucking he can rebuild that shit and just go in and literally just get lap dances all fucking day and and keep a nine million dollar check. He doesn't fucking have, if they fire him, it's fully guaranteed, hundred so percent. If they say Jimbo, you're fucking fired. We don't want you to coach anymore. They still owe him the entire fucking contract if he doesn't quit. He can walk away for free, and he can go to another school for free. All of that's true. But Texas A&M cannot rid themselves of Jimbo Fisher for anything less than $90 million that they owe. It is so fucking funny. that So they're, the second contract that they gave him this year is just unimaginably terrible. Like I thought they were going to do it to, to get rid of this fucking nonsense buyout situation. To add a buyout. They, just made, they exacerbated it because they're fucking retarded. 
it was fucking stupid. It was one of the dumbest. I thought for sure when I saw the extension, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, they added like a twenty five million dollar buyout clause or something stupid like that. Like, perfect. Yeah. Good job, Aggie. You you fixed your earlier mistake. Nope. Let's just make it twice as bad. Let's just extend him for no fucking reason because they, they didn't have to. The only reason they did it is to scare off LSU. And All I don't right. think we'll scare off LSU. I don't. Right. Anyway, 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 let's get, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about Jimbo Fisher. I don't care about LSU that much. It's a big job. You know, they're probably going to lure somebody. I don't think Jimbo Fisher, but somebody's no going to go fucking coach there. Yeah. Um, maybe they'll get an NFL coach. Maybe Joe Brady goes back and fucking takes over the whole fucking thing there. Joe Who Brady's knows? Close. Who fucking knows? Uh, Texas Tech. We already talked about Mike Tomlin just fucking telling everybody to, to, to or that was USC. USC. Texas Tech. <laughs> Imagine him uh, getting quoted on the yeah, Texas that's Tech. Fucking, that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> no booster with the fucking big enough checkbook. You know who does think they have a big enough checkbook? A Baylor alumni is said to be in talks with the Board of Regents at Texas Tech, and he wants to make a $200 million donation to Texas Tech University on the only stipulation is that they hire Art Briles. Jesus. Oh, God. And apparently there are talks with Tech and uh, Ab Briles. We don't know if it's Art or Kendall, but there there is Briles action in Lubbock. Um, if you have a daughter that goes to Texas Tech and Art Briles is hired, she got a transfer. I'm sorry. I would not. I have two daughters and I would not let my child... After reading some of the shit that went on at Baylor um, during his tenure that he actively covered up, um, like absolutely knew it was happening and covered it up because they were winning football games. I would absolutely make my daughters transfer for their own fucking safety. Of course, they're fucking four years old as my oldest, so I don't really have to worry about that for a while. But still, like that's it's that guy should. I mean, there's a reason why some of these coaches need to get blacklisted. It's like. Like it's the Sandusky bullshit. That guy was protected. I don't for understand. I don't years. understand what the NCAA. Like I don't understand what the fuck the NCAA. Like they should just be like that guy's banned. He can't go. Yeah, banned. You're banned. You're, You're banned. banned. You're banned from being a coach. Get the fuck out of here. Bye. Yeah. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. And, to yeah. Instead, now list. every time we have to fucking hear about Art Briles. Fuck Art Briles. Fuck Baylor. And and you know <laughs> I sound like Mike Leach. <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> fuck me, <laughs> fuck everybody. Uh, that was pretty good. Um, yeah, USC. There's no, there, nobody fucking, nobody's really, nobody's a big enough game name currently to to really take that job. I don't think that they are gonna be able to like lure away somebody like Cliff Kingsbury. Because Cliff no. Kingsbury is actually winning in the NFL. And why would you like why would you leave the NFL to go coach college? Even well, it's if like it's Kyle, It's like Kyle Shanahan with us. Like he laughed at us when we asked him. I mean, he is it well, he's always been an NFL guy. Just because I was a fourth string wide receiver at Texas for a couple of years doesn't mean I'm automatically gonna give up my 49ers job right after we were in the Super Bowl to come to I don't Texas. know. I don't know what any of this shit is, right? I, I mean, if they suck in the NFL, that's a different story. But if yeah. they're fucking good in the NFL and they like, I don't know, like why the fuck would you wanna come coach college? Uh the college football playoff has now released their initial uh, week one 
uh, for them rankings and to to no surprise to anyone except for fucking morons and i like joel clatt for the most part but joel clatt needs to shut the fuck up like seriously joel clatt ou is dog shit when you look and you watch fucking ou play you're like oh yeah that team gets blown out that team's get like by everyone in front of them Everyone in from Michigan beats Cincinnati. State beats them. Ohio State beats them. Oregon beats them. Georgia fucking way beats them. Alabama fucking crushes them. They should have lost to Kansas. They should have lost to Kansas. Like not even in conversation. And that's why they are ranked where they are. Now everybody's also fucking super butt hurt about Cincinnati. Cincinnati's going to get fucking boat race. Cincinnati can barely beat fucking Navy. And you want to talk about how they deserve to be in the playoff? That's crazy talk. Now, the one thing that I am kind of pissed off about, I mean, I feel like it's irrational for everyone to say, no, Clemson is great, even though the ACC sucks fucking balls. And then Wake Forest does the same thing, and they're like, yeah, but uh, the ACC is having a down year. The ACC is always having a fucking down year. Yep. It's I I didn't even know they were undefeated because I don't pay attention to ACC football because there's it's, well, there's no reason. Wake to. Forest is undefeated. If they remain undefeated, I I don't think that it. I, that's the one thing that I think would be completely unfair, completely unfair, to not put an undefeated ACC team in when they did it for fucking Clemson and Clemson had played literally no one. They yeah, played I, no um, one. And that's that's precisely why we need an expansion because I think all the even no, fuck expansion. Like top, fuck, fuck expansion. No if way. Anything no they go to six. Expansion. If anything, they go to six with like a play-in game. No, like expand yeah. that bitch. I want yeah. I want sixteen teams. I want a big ass playoff. I want everybody to play everyone because I'm tired of the gripes of hey we didn't get in. Even A and M. I wish A and M got in last year because they get their fucking wheels blown off because they beat nobody. That's all I want is I'm tired of the bitching and I'm tired of the, hey, we almost made it. Like, that's what a and selling right now. They beat Alabama. Kudos, whatever. But it's cool. not fucking pro sports, dude. Uh, if they shorten the season two games, sure. Well, yeah, just I take mean, out fucking pro take FCS school. That's all you got to do is these kids are beating up on these fucking shitty ass FCS schools, these cupcakes. Take one of those out, add an extra playoff no, take game. Two, take two. Take two out. Take two out. Take, take two, two you out. Take two games out. Yeah. Absolutely. And who gives a fuck? Like, I wish we didn't play this many regular season games. I'm fucking tired already. I'm exhausted. Like the fact that we have to that's play Iowa State good. Saturday. I'm tired. I'm just tired. Yeah. I'm that's done. only because the team is ass. It's fucking. It's ass, my dude. Um, as Tate Martell would say, uh, who may or may not be our starting quarterback next season because probably will. If you if you have if you have not been on the football board, which I don't fucking blame you. Uh, it, there has been a bet made between the close to umpings is what we're going to call them. So close to jumping and close to humping have bet each other that there will or will not be the starting quarterback of the 2022 season on campus today. So on campus today, close to humping wins. Not on campus today, close to jumping wins. The push condition is if somebody is named starter and they are from off campus and the on campus person starts, it's a push or vice versa. But if there's an off campus player and their backup is also an off campus player, then obviously close to jumping wins that bet. If there's an on campus player 
And there, there's an on-campus backup. That is not a push. That is also a win for close to humping. And and the bet is for 1,000 big ones. And I'm taking CTJ's side on this one. I think it, I think Casey and Card are both gone. I think Casey and Card are both gone. I think Charles Wright and Lord are the only quarterbacks in the class. They're not going to be starting. You're not starting Malik Murphy. Even if we get Devin Brown, you're not starting his ass. There's going to be a transfer quarterback at the University of Texas that's actually worth a damn. Otherwise, if there's not, start lining up Sark's buyout. If there's not a above average to good starting quarterback, and at this point, I do not consider Casey Thompson or Hudson Card good by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I think that they have to bring in a big name transfer. I'm sure there's one big name transfer out there that everybody can kind of think of right now that you know was um, committed to Texas at one time. Um, we'll see. I think I agree with CTJ. I think if Casey Thompson's lining up and taking snaps next year, it is an absolute failure for Sark and things. It's another six and six year next year. Cause that's what this is. If you haven't realized it by now, it's a six and six year this year, six and six next year. And then year three, you're going to give them, are, are we even going to give them a year three at that point? Uh, so I don't know, you know, Casey Thompson, is not a bad quarterback. Neither is Hudson Card, but they aren't good enough to win championships. That that that's where I'm in. I've seen enough. I don't think that they're capable of the leadership necessary to have adversity during a game to pull the team out and say, "Wake up, motherfucker, we have to win this game." I don't think it has anything to do with physical ability. I think Casey's a gamer, right? He has his clip pierced. Uh, I just, I just don't think that they have the stuff to really make up for some of the mistakes that the team will inevitably make as a team. And that is, that's, that's really the story for me. It has nothing to do with ability. It has a lot to do with not seeing leadership. Uh, there, there, there isn't the leadership qualities that are needed for Texas. When Texas football has been good and a lot of fun to watch, it's been because there's been a great leader. And I know a lot of people may not, you know, they, they don't think fondly of the, the last four years and, you know, whatever, Tom Herman got fired and all that. But God damn it, everybody fucking thought that the game was winnable when Sam Ellinger had the fucking ball. And if you didn't think that, you're fucking lying to yourself. Because every game was fucking winnable whenever Sam had the ball. And Texas is just better when they have somebody like that. Imagine if they would have ran Bijan last year. I mean, Herman probably would have gotten fired. Yeah, Um, Herman's still here. Probably. But I digress. I agree that close to jumping is, is like super likely to be right that there's either going to be some transfer portal action and they go and they, they really pull somebody that they already have a relationship with. You got to remember that these guys have recruited the top talent, not from Texas, not from Florida, not from California, not from, you know, from everywhere, from all over the country. This is a staff that knows who these guys are. They've been recruiting them since 2018, 19, and they have a really good relationship. And they keep relationships open. Look at what happened with Xavier Worthy. 
right? Look what's happening with Quinn Ewers right now. Who knows what's going on with Quinn Ewers, right? He's he's not looking like he's going to stay at Ohio State. He's fourth string at Ohio State right now, and uh, C.J. Stroud is playing awesome. He has still has two guys, even without the Heisman candidate Stroud in front of him. Um, he could walk to Texas today and start tomorrow. Um, and for people who want to make the argument that great players don't transfer, look at Kenneth Walker the third, the fucking guy who's probably, if a running back wins the Heisman, now that Bijan's gotten fucked, dude is a transfer. Uh, look dude at had, Oklahoma dude had University. 200, 206 yards and five touchdowns against Michigan in a rivalry game. It's look at Oklahoma. Insane. Oklahoma had three transfer Heisman winners. Exactly. <laughs> Jalen Hurts, Baker Mayfield, and uh, and Kyler Murray all back to back to back. Like transfer, <laughs> like that, those are transfers. The portal fucking works. The yeah. portal fucking works. Um, it's all about so, opportunity. Yeah. So I think that that you know definitely portal. There's you know nine ninety fivers always love to talk shit. Anwar Richardson's a piece of shit. Fuck you, Anwar Richardson. You idiot. should resign. You should fucking leave. Go work for another, go work for somebody else. Go fucking cover another goddamn team because this is some bullshit, right? You can't go fucking telling stories about shit that you don't fucking know, breaking news that isn't fucking news. And then when you get shit on by Sark, not having the fucking wherewithal to know that he's talking shit directly to you about you, get fucked, dude. Get fucked. This isn't the first time you've done some shit like this. You do Darian this shit Brown. all the fucking time. You do this all the fucking time. And you need to fucking stop. It's it's because Orange Bloods is fucking dying. It's a dying site. Rivals is a dying site. Even if they don't realize it yet, it's a dying site. And they're doing everything that they can to generate clicks. And at the cost of the program, these 995ers. Stupid, it's- stupid shit. Um... And for those who don't know what we're talking about, Anwar Richardson broke a story that Josh Moore and Sark got into an altercation that was serious enough for Josh Moore no longer to be with the team and that his locker had been cleared out. None of it's true. And none of it is true. They had a, a, Co- Coach Sark got in his ass about something and fucking nothing else happened. Been at practice the rest of the fucking he week. Rode the, he, rode fucking, he rode the fucking bus back with them. Yeah, everything's a fucking saying. He just got his ass chewed by a coach, probably because he dropped the fucking ball. Yep, a lot. Uh, we're not talking about the Baylor game or the Iowa State game still, but um, yeah, it, it, this is my problem with the 995ers, except inside Texas. Um, obviously, we have a good relationship with those guys there, but um, 24-7 and Orange Plus. I mean, if inside Texas would just stop fucking, you know, being so obvious with their NIL sponsorships and favoring the NIL stuff. <laughs> Besides worked that. Worked out way better for them. But yeah, but I mean, you know, we're 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 friends with those guys, but um they also know when to not fucking talk about something. Um, which is a giant fucking problem for two other websites. 24-7, Chip Brown just wants to run his fucking mouth. He ran with the Josh Moore stuff too. Even if he doesn't admit it, he ran with the Josh Moore fucking stuff too. And not only that, he still wrote that hit piece to pay off his fucking gambling debts, allegedly. I'm doing air quotes right now. Um, on National Signing Day, who who writes a, a hit piece for the uh, about the team that they cover and release it on Signing Day? Our defense sure would look a lot better if it had Nick Benito in it. Well, you can look at Chip Brown and thank him for that. Uh, so, 
Fuck all these people, man. They suck and they piss me off. Uh, but I think this roster gets rebuilt. I think we see uh, we're going to switch, pivot a little bit to basketball. and We'll, we'll talk basketball. Chris Beard has done an excellent job of using the transfer portal. I know it's yeah. a different sport, but uh, there's one guy. What, what? There's one, two. There's two guys on a 16-person roster. There's 16 people that were on this team last year. There are now only two of those that were on that team last year. There are 14 new people on the team. That Sark, I legitimately think Sark might turn over 40 players on this roster. 40 out of 85, and I I don't think anybody would be mad about it. We saw Terrence mad about it. We saw Terrence, and and a lot of these guys are, you know, dude. All these COVID guys, like if you're. Uh, you're like barely like, eh, you need to like get over to the NFL, you know, and you need another year of development. Maybe like, sure. We don't got any of those fucking guys. We have none of those fucking guys. We don't have any of those people. It's time to go, right? You've been here four years. You got to go. You got to go. Yep. Your, your life is, you, you got to go on with life, right? You don't get You don't get another year of scholarship. You don't get any, another year of not scholarship. You just get, you just, you know, thank we you. We still have two punters on our roster on scholarship that are not punting. Our kicker is punting. Two. We are wasting two. Do you think Nick Saban would fucking sit and have two punters on scholarship, let alone ones that aren't even starting for him? He might just flat out murder him in the locker room to save the scholarship. Just stab him in the throat. <laughs> That's what you need at this point. Like so Chris Beard, really good, right? Roster rebuild. <laughs> so good. I know it's Texas Lutheran, right? So Texas Lutheran... You know, the coach Texas Lutheran is an old, you know, Texas basketball player. He's trying to keep it all in the family. It's all great, right? Everybody's happy. Um, I don't really give a shit. They make layups, right? The, the team can make a layup, uh, and they make a lot of them. And the defense, I know it's Texas Lutheran. I know what people are going to say. Well, yeah, beating up on the little sisters of the poor. It's, it's basketball is significantly different. Those guys are still capable of scoring at least 50 or 60 points, right? Maybe you get blown out on the offensive side, whatever. They got Abilene Christian. We lost to Abilene Christian. Yeah. You you know, like we lost Abilene Christian last year. So we we just, these guys, these guys guys guys. got held to 33. 35 to 33. And yeah. And, and there it was, the defense was outrageous. And the defense was generating offense. They were they were capitalizing on the fast break points, which don't matter. It doesn't matter what team you play because on fast breaks, you're playing against the basket. You're not playing against the other team. So I don't want this fucking horse shit about, oh, it's just Texas Lutheran. If they can make steals, if they can make blocks, if they hit the boards like they were hitting... It's going to be a great season. And it's awesome to hear that all the players are so focused on the defensive side of the ball. All of them said they're obsessing over defense. They're obsessing over defense. You can see them getting down low and they're guarding well. And that's something that Chris Beard is telling all these guys. You guys are going to score points. You're all really talented. You're going to score points. I'm not super worried about scoring points. Let's keep other people from scoring points and on the turnovers, take care of business and score points, and we'll win games. And I think that's a winning recipe. It, I mean, it, Chris Beard just fucks. This guy fucks. It's the only analytical conversation that I can have about the man because he gets it. 
He understands what it takes to win at Texas. He understands what's it, what it takes to win in college basketball. This guy, if you look at the roster too, so we have a top five roster in college basketball right now. Right this second, we have a top five roster in college basketball. There is only one guy currently that is in the top 25 of ESPN's draftable um, players, which is Marcus Carr, who is our big transfer from from Minnesota. Um, these guys are ballers that are going to stick around. And I said it last podcast, you want these, you want veteran leadership. Sure, you know, Shaka did great with these one and dones. Like, great, Mo Bamba, thanks for the fucking season. Did we even finish 500 when Mo Bamba was here? No, we. This is how you do it. You have these guys that are sticking around two, three, four years. You know he'll put you in a position to get drafted, but come here, develop, win games. It's it's what college basketball is missing, and it's what the University of Texas has been missing. Even even I mean, we're talking about five years before Barnes got fired, um, at least. I mean, we're talking about TJ Ford type years um, since we've seen you know guys that just stick around. Um, this fucking long and don't worry when when uh basketball season gets in full swing we're definitely bringing durka back um for, sure. for a guest for a guest appearance for the opener all right uh but basketball lot to be excited about if you are down on football like all of us are this is a basketball podcast now because this basketball team is and yep. it's something to be really excited i haven't been excited for basketball in a long time you know another thing that i really like it's so good even though it's like very sellout of Chris Beard to do, he knows what the fuck's up. And he's honest and he gets his players to talk about it. He's like, we need people to come to the games, buy fucking season tickets. That's what we're here to do. We're here to put on a fucking show for the fans. And uh, I think maybe he gave a little pep talk to Sark or something because apparently in his press conference today, Sark said something about like the fans have every right to be pissed or something. I stopped watching his press conferences because honestly... I, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, Sark's going to make some changes and the product on the field's going to change. And the product on the field just hasn't changed. So that's as much as we're going to talk about football. Uh, baseball, you know, sad sad story. Yeah, my Astros lost. That was brutal. Um, I'm used to heartbreak. Um, yeah, I was supposed to go to game seven, too. Um, had tickets, ready to rock. Wait, do you get money back or do you just fucking light that shit on fire? No, one of my buddies, um, he works for the Minnesota Twins ticket department. So he has like the player allotment. Um, okay, okay. But yeah, normally if you bought it through like StubHub or something, you get refunded. Um, it takes like fucking a month or two to get your money back. Which is Oh, you get crazy. refunded and then the person you bought the ticket from also gets refunded, right? Exactly, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, well, you know... Whatever. Fucking baseball. It's over now, right? It only matters in October and like five days in November. So yeah, I love baseball. Fucking- I love my Astros. Uh, this was fucking heartbreaking. And I got really, really, really drunk on Tuesday and um, was hungover all day Wednesday when I should have been going to a game and enjoying myself. Um, but this is the way of um, the life of RGB3, who is always big sad about his sports. Big sad. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, now you're a Cowboys fan and Dax hurt. You're fucking, you're just, you're no, just he's back. This, he's back this week. Oh, so I can't wait for, I can't wait for the, the, the playoff loss for the Cowboys. It's coming and it's going to hurt. They're going to be up like uh, 35 to nothing and blow it. Uh, so, um, what's going on with this 
Sam Ellinger fellow. Hey, he got his first snap. He nearly scored, too. Um, I'm watching the game right now. It is 45-23 Colts with three minutes and something left, 345 left. Put him in. Put Sam in. Put him in. They need to let him get this next drive. If 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 they uh, and we will live talk if they the Jets have the ball now, but if they put in Sam here in a, in a second, we're absolutely going to just live podcast the entire drive of Sam Ellinger. Um, probably won't happen because there's the Jets have the ball and they're probably just going to run it out. But uh, but he did get his first NFL snap, so go Sam. It's awesome. It is. It's great to see they've they've released or waived everyone else. It's. There's two quarterbacks on the roster, and Sam Ellinger is, is solidly QB2. And, you know, I guess Carter Wentz has a really good game today. He, he's yeah. 22 for 29, 272, three touchdowns, no interceptions. But it is the Jets. So gem. if he keeps playing like that, Sam may not see the field. But uh, I think that Carson Wentz sucks. So, and not to hope that anyone gets injured, but I hope that he gets injured. <laughs> Carson Wentz sucks, so. It is also the Jets, so you you, you got to give a little bit of uh, you know an asterisk by this game because the, the Jets have won more terrible. than the fucking Jaguars. Two and five. Oh, well, the Jaguars are terrible. Trevor Lawrence was a hype machine too. I think that was bullshit too. Oh shit, the Jets just scored. We might see Sam. We might see we Sam. Might see Sam. Anyway, uh, let's talk a little bit about recruiting because there is some exciting news. We got our we got our first. Uh, Ruben Owens doesn't count because he decommitted. We got our first 2023 um, commit, which is defensive back Jamel Johnson. Um, some people think he's a safety. Texas recruited him as a corner. Um, looks like a stud. Uh, I love anybody that jumps in the mix this early. Hopefully, he's going to be one of those vocal recruiters. I think that was you know some of the problems that that Herman ran into a little bit is getting the class kind of into it. Um, I think 2022, you've seen BJ Allen, you've seen Derek Brown really kind of get behind, you know, trying to push kids towards Texas. Um, you know, remains to be seen with some of these big fishes. Um, I think we still get a few of them. Um, you know, we could talk about Evan Stewart and Cam Dewberry and all these other guys. Um, They're showing but, up to uh, Kansas. Yeah, I think, I think, um, People get so butthurt every fucking loss. And I'm so this is more football than I wanted to talk all day. But everybody gets so fucking butthurt about every single loss and like, oh, it's decommit season. These kids don't fucking care about one loss to Baylor. They just don't. It's not. It's like, oh, well, they lost to Baylor. Better fucking decommit. They're looking at, you know, their position. You can trade it. The easiest thing in the world to sell a kid is going from, hey, we're going to win everything to, hey, you know what? When we get you, we're going to win everything. It's not a hard pitch, guys. I do this shit for a living. And if I had to sell recruits, it's not fucking hard. You sell them on Austin. You sell them on, hey, look at this offense putting up a butt fuck of numbers. And then you sell the defense of, hey, look, immediate playing time. We need you. It's not a hard sell. And, yeah. and we have a walk on. We it. have a walk on playing. Who, exactly. Who was on the who was on the fucking scout team last year as a tight end? As a tight end, he could have been a burn end in another alternate reality. He's a burn end. Um, it, it these kids don't get up and down about losses. Even if we go out and lose to Iowa State, and we're four and five. It doesn't mean the wheels are going to come off in recruiting. If you think that you're a fucking moron, because it just doesn't happen. 
It never happens. Charlie Strong had top 10 recruiting classes. Say what you want about the guys that they're bringing in or if there's burnt orange media conspiracy about them being overrated or them getting ratings bumps. It doesn't fucking matter. They're going to get good players. They're going to get top 10 classes. We're the University of fucking Texas. Get over it. Get over uh, these dude, fucking There losses. has been some recent analysis of the 2019 class, and it's, uh, oh, bad. it's, it's bad. The 2019 class, which had, what, it was at 25, 23 or 25 scholarship players. Yeah, 25-ish probably, and like half of them medically retired or anyway, anyway, transferred. There are two There are two starters. Yep. Or, or one starter and one contributor. Number three ranked class. Yeah, it's Marcus Washington and Jared Wiley are our only decent takes out of that entire class. It's bad. And but there's also bad luck. Darian Brown and DeGabriel Floyd both being medically ineligible. Get DeGabriel Floyd would be fucking killing it this year. DeGabriel Floyd would be better than DeMarvian Overshone. We would have two of the best we would have probably the two best linebackers in the Big Twelve, or at least top five linebackers in the Big Twelve. But bad luck there. And I don't, it happens. It happens. It, it's, but you know, I think Herman's problem with 2019 wasn't um, well, number one development, uh, which we could talk about till the cows come home, but then raid the fucking portal. And that's what Sark's got to do this year. He, if telling you guys, Nobody, if he does yeah, not no, turn over the bottom of the attrition. roster, there's only been attrition yes. and sure. Yeah. We got Ovio Gufu and imagine how bad this team would be without Ovio Gufu. Imagine yep. how bad this team would be without Ray Thornton. This yep. would be a disaster. Like, it would be really, really dire. It's already not good. Without those two guys on the defense, it'd be really bad. Yeah, and, and that's what you got to do. Sark, if, if Sark does not turn over the bottom of the roster, you know, at least 20 to 25 guys of, you know, guys like, I, you know, I hate to call out names, but like, Rafidi Germay has had three years here and hasn't seen a snap. And and Marcus Caldwell, people will be shocked that that guy's still even on the team. Like Alvante Woodard's still on the team. Montrell Estrell. Like there are so many names that I can say that are like, oh shit, that guy's still there because they're not contributors at all. They're they're not on special teams. You're not seeing them make tackles. They're not pushing for a depth chart spot. And you just got to clean it out. Just clean fucking house. There's going to be enough guys in the transfer portal to just clean fucking house. And and even if you can, you know, even if you want to call this a pass year and you go six and six next year, but you actually show some legitimate promise with a decent quarterback behind center, things can get turned around quickly. But if you don't, things are fucked for a long time. Like a like line up the buyout and I'm and I'm not the immediate fire this guy. I've seen some of the softest football I've ever seen in my entire life the past five weeks and I'm tired of it. It's exhausting. It's such pussy shit. And all you have to do is turn over the fucking roster. Ah, whatever. That's too much football. We've already talked too much football. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then uh, obviously Quinn Ewers, uh, Texas is in it, right? As much as everybody feels however they feel about whatever. Uh, don't give a fuck. Need quarterback. Need it. When you can't wait for Arch at this point. You can't wait. You can't sit around and wait for Arch Manning, who won't be eligible to take a snap for 
another full season. It'll be next full season. We won't be able to see Arch Manning take a full snap. And then the next year, cool, we have an 18-year-old true freshman. Is that who you want starting games? So you're looking at a 6-6 six and six this year, maybe a hopeful 6-6 six and six next year, and then a true freshman Arch Manning taking snaps? Good fucking luck. You have to get a quarterback worth a shit next year. Otherwise, you have nothing to sell. You have nothing to sell besides Arch Manning's name. And and you have to. At this point, you have to go all out. If there is a 1% chance Quinn Ewers can come here, you can tell him, hey, motherfucker, you're going to start. Come here. NIL deals, whatever. Fuck. We'll do another. We'll do a Quinn Ewers. And, uh, you know, Quinn Ewers ends. We'll fucking call it. We have not decided whether or not we will do any such thing. Truth. Yeah. We have not decided anything, but if... If we, if, if, if there's a quarterback that comes from off campus, <laughs> what is there, there the may or may not be a, an NIL program for quarterbacks next yep. season from Surly Horns. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Big things can happen by a couple dumb guys and some when margaritas. people are mad and they act like, well, I'm, I'm just at the mercy of a bunch of, just a bunch of retards on the internet. Yep. So, What's the name of the game. Uh, anyway, I don't think Sam Ellinger is gonna get to play. No, they, three minutes they, left. They put Carson Wentz back in there. I don't know. They're about to punt. Jets are about to punt. I think. No, Jets just punted. Yeah, I know. The Jets Colts just got just the ball punted. back. Yeah, it's whatever. Game's over. Third and ten. Um, game's over. Podcast is over. Fuck everything. Can't wait to start talking about basketball. Starts next week. Yeah, rip Zork. Hook him. Yeah, rip Zork. Hook him. <laughs>